come to praise him today. Is he worthy? Hallelujah. Listen, we praise God while we have a chance. Because listen, I don't know what's going to happen when I walk out the door. And I, I know what could have happened before I walked in the door. So because of that, I did this. Everybody is necessary. Everybody is essential. 
from the youngest to the oldest, everybody is needed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of our God. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says how good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in what? Unity. On Friday, support pastor. Yeah. My God, pastor preached. Yeah. She did everything but do cartwheels. I mean, the word was powerful, life changing. So we bless God that she and Pastor Mark are getting rest. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, sweet. While he fights, he rests. Thank you, Jesus. So we bless God. There's a stirring on the inside of me this morning. There's a stirring in the atmosphere. There is a stirring in the atmosphere. We don't want to rush. We bless God for Brother Mark and yeah. starting our service this morning. Yeah. We don't want to rush the presence of the Lord. You know, if I, I've never been to a bar, but I've heard enough testimony for people telling stories about bars. They talk about the last call. Well, I don't know nothing about that, but if you know, glory, glory, about the last call. Yeah. Right. I bless God. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him.
in Jesus. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, and I want to encourage you today. If you are taking notes, please take notes today because we're going to look at some definitions and we're going to look at some things in this scripture you're going to want to write down. Now, Elder DL, I got my, my notes right here. But if you want to use your electronics, I bless God for your electronics. Last time watching the trees are still growing. And paper, ink or paper, is still working. Hallelujah. This don't have no battery. Amen, amen, amen. I'm going to plug this But no, seriously, if you, I, I encourage you, please take note whether you're using your devices or paper and and we are going to look at the word of the Lord today. I am so honored to stand in this pulpit right here. I am so honored to stand here and humbled to stand here because it's by his grace and mercy that I have not been consumed. And so if it had not been for the Lord on my side, wouldn't you be able to stand right here today? So I am honored to stand before all of the wonderful, beautiful people of God. Who the Lord loves and honors. So let's look at Luke 4. And I'm going to ask you to stand as we read the word of the Lord. And if you see someone that is next to you that does not have a Bible or near you, would you be so kind to share? It's good to be kind. It's good to be nice. Would you share with them? Luke 4, Luke 4, verse 1 through 14. We're going to read. I'm reading from the King James Version. And it says, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Praise God. And it says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil came and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that is command this stone that it be made bread. Yeah. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Your translation may, may say, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Let me just stop right there. And I love that Jesus allowed him to take him somewhere. Took him to a high 
him to a high mountain. Showed him the kingdom of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Jesus said, I'm your God. What are you talking about? And he brought him to Jerusalem. He let him take him somewhere again. And set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hand they shall bear thee up, lest any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. The worst mistake the devil can make is to remind you what the Lord said. And Jesus answered and said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit in Galilee. And there went out the fame of him through all the region around about. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Why don't you just help me to announce this? Plead my case. Plead my case. Come on, say it again. I must plead my case. I must plead my case. We are going to talk about in this scripture text and highlight this word evidence. Evidence is necessary. To pleading your case. Yeah. Andrea, if I could get a bottle of water really quick, please. Pleading our case. Thank you. I got one right here. Thank you. Plead your case. Say, plead my case. Plead my case. Tell somebody, plead your case. Plead your case. Plead your case. Plead your case. Faith is often a continuous fight. That involves looking beyond what you see, beyond what I see, on the surface. That's faith. Mm -hmm. It's a fight. But it's a good fight of faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what oftentimes happens is that our flesh fights with our faith. Yes, yes. Our flesh fights with our faith Amen. for us to settle for the reality without proving the facts. So my flesh sees what's happening on the surface, but my faith proves the facts. Or discredits the facts. This is why the enemy likes to play in our circumstances. Our circumstances are used, the enemy ought to use our circumstances to discredit, to disprove your faith. That's why the scripture said all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. 
because our circumstances are used to strengthen us. We wouldn't have a testimony if we didn't have a circumstance. And if you haven't had a circumstance, just live a few more minutes. That's right, that's right, that's right. But this is the fight with our flesh and our faith. And the number one assignment of the enemy is to use the circumstance because he thinks that he may, just might, just may have the opportunity to discredit and to disprove your faith. This is why it's so important for us to be in the right posture and have the right perspective as it relates to the trials of life. Amen. We don't go through like the world goes through. That's right. We don't handle situations and circumstances the same way that the world system tells us that we should. That's right. That's right. Okay? Because the enemy's assignment is to discredit and disprove our faith. Say that's his assignment. Scripture says, be not, and Sister Betty used to quote this all the time, be not ignorant of the enemy's what? Devices. That's it. And we oftentimes like to, like to run around and, 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 and in, in our immature ways, oh, the devil's beating me up. The devil's after me. The devil's attacking me. The devil got a foothold on me. No, that's not what it is. He just, he just knows that if you slip on faith, he has a window of opportunity That's to come right. in and use your circumstances to discredit you. To disprove that faith doesn't work. And so before you, when you get into a circumstance, before you automatically think it's the devil, discern what it is. Discern first, okay, what is this? How did this happen? And God, what is it that you need me to get out of this? Let me posture myself in that way so that I don't open myself up to the enemy's devices and allowing him to discredit who I know God said I am. Because if he discredits your faith, he discredits your, he can wipe everything and anything out in your life. This is his assignment. Amen. And I refuse to be, I refuse to allow God to be discredited. Amen. I refuse to allow the enemy to, to attempt to disprove my faith. Look right. for provides for us an example of Jesus providing evidence. Amen, amen, amen. It is what backs up the case. Mm -hmm. That's right. Evidence, shout evidence. Come on, stir it up, saints. Evidence. Evidence is what backs up my case. Evidence is what backs up your case. Shout evidence. In the court system, they present what? Evidence. That's the strength of the case. That's what's going to prove or disprove the guilty or the innocent 
Verdict. It's the evidence. But here's the powerful thing that I want us to get today. Before the evidence is provided, you must first do what? You got to take an oath. An oath is a promise, often involving a divine witness regarding one's frustration or behavior. An oath, a promise that involves a divine witness regarding one's frustration or behavior. Say, I must take an oath before I present the evidence. What is the evidence without an oath? Amen, amen, and amen. what is the oath without the evidence? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got the evidence in my hands, but I have not yet made a promise. Oh my. Catch it. Yes. Jesus had, let's look at verse 1, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Jesus had a witness and he had an oath before he presented the evidence. The witness was who? The Holy Ghost. His witness was the Holy Ghost. Here Jesus is, the Son of God, the one who was going to be slain for all mankind. And he needs a witness. The bread of life, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the teacher, the carpenter, the one who turned water into wine, the one that opened blind eyes, and he still needed a witness, and he still needed to take an oath. Amen, amen, amen. So this tells us that, 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 that it would be in our best interest not to present evidence before the enemy without first making sure that we have the witness with us. You need, I need the Holy Ghost. You need, I need the Holy Ghost to lead, feed, and guide us into our truth. I don't look good presenting evidence before the enemy without the Holy Ghost, without the witness being with me. Because he might devour me when I approach him. And he might look at you and say, Paul, I know. But who is this? I don't know you. We need a witness. And it's in our best interest to first make sure that we are packing before we go before the kingdom of darkness. Who's packing today? Who's packing today? Who's packing today? Before I go before the enemy, I've got to be packing with the Holy Ghost. I've got to be packing with a promise with an oath that says, for God I live and for God I die. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Bless it, bless it, bless it. Bless Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. But see, we don't want to make a promise to God. We don't want to take up an oath before him because that is what puts us in covenant with him. And when you're in, in covenant with him, you are obligated and responsible to carry that oath out. But do we really want to be responsible and obligated to carry out the assignment of God for our lives? 
You are completely responsible and obligated. But guess what? Probably God's not going to make you do anything. Although you're still responsible and obligated, he's not going to make you do anything. But it will behoove you not to be swallowed up by this old nasty world and what it has to offer. It will behoove you to get filled with the Holy Ghost and power. So that your evidence can be sustainable. So that your evidence can have some weight to it. You, you, your, your vain words don't have any weight to it. Thank you, Father. But when it's backed by the Holy Ghost, it's got some weight to it. There's a difference. Say, I need the Holy Ghost. Say, I need the Holy Ghost. When you're under an oath, your witness can work for you. When you're under oath, your witness, when you're in covenant with God, when you're in relationship with him, your witness can work for you. If I am not in covenant relationship with God, if I'm not in agreement with what God said about me, if I'm not in agreement with what the word says that I can do, then the witness will not work for me. If I get agreement, you call me on the phone and say, sis, I need you to get in agreement with me on this, that, or the third. If I have not already built a relationship with you, and a covenant relationship with you, it will be challenging and difficult for me to come into agreement. Therefore, you calling me to be a witness will be of none effect. And so it will behoove us to get in relationship and in agreement, shout agreement. Because a lot of us can walk around and talk about how, gee, I'm a Christian and I'm a believer and I, believe, I go to church every Sunday. But we are in direct opposition and disagreement with what God said. We are not taking responsibility and we are not getting in alignment with what God has said about us. Which says, God, I, I believe what you said about me. I'm getting in agreement, so I'm going to go through whatever process it requires me to carry this out. And when I get in alignment with you, no matter what happens over here, no matter what happens over there, I've got a witness that is fighting on my behalf. And that can back me up. I need somebody backing me up. I, mean, I don't need nobody talking about me. I need somebody to back me up. That's right. And God will back you up. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at some different types of evidence. There is character evidence. Character evidence. Character evidence proves that someone acted in a particular way based on the person's character. That's right. That's right. Character evidence. 
Here we find Jesus in a very interesting spot. Here we find Jesus hungry. Here we find Jesus thirsty. And here we find Jesus vulnerable. And the powerful thing about this is that Satan thought that he could take advantage of his vulnerability. But his oath strengthened his character. He thought that he could take advantage of his vulnerability. He's hungry. The man has not eaten in 40 days and 40 nights. He's thirsty. He has not drank anything in 40 days and 40 nights. And 10 minutes of me being up here, I was already thirsty. So imagine Jesus who had not even a drop to drink, not even anything to put on his tongue to taste for 40 days and 40 nights. Imagine the headaches that he got. Imagine how his insides would begin to burn. Imagine how his skin began to wither. Imagine how his knees began to get weak and buckle up under the, the, the pressure and, and, and the, the lack of Yes, yes. 40 days and 40 nights. He's hungry and he's thirsty. 40 means testing. Trial. And here's what else 40 means. Probation. God had Jesus on probation for 40 days. He had him on trial for 40 days. The scripture says that the devil didn't just come on this account that is written to tempt him. The devil was tempting him every day for 40 days and 40 nights. And we can't be tempted for one hour and stand up under that. Can somebody just say amen? amen. Hallelujah. He was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. But his character... But his character proved his case in verse 4. And Jesus answered him with his thirsty, hungry self. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So you can try and come and discredit and disprove my faith. And I am thirsty and I am a little hungry. But you know what? I've been eating on a bread you ain't never experienced before. I've been drinking new wine. I've been drinking his power. I've been drinking his glory. Although I've been trying and testing it in probation. And I am going to make it through this His character. He kept his character. He kept his oath with his father. He kept his promise with his God. He kept his oath. And he said, not this time, devil. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. There is number two direct evidence and let me back up just a little bit in this day and age 
and the times that we live in, people of God, I'm talking about the people of God today. People of God, we don't have time to have raggedy character. Uh, ma'am. At all. No time. And integrity. The world is looking dead on at us. And soon and very soon, they're going to be looking at us for resources, money, food, assistance. And we are going to need to sustain our character and integrity. Say, I must sustain my character and integrity. So when the cashier gives you $20 back, it was only supposed to give you 10 you correct him or her. That's right. That's right. Amen. Oh, see. That's it. That's it. See. That's real. Come on. Amen. That's right. That's right. Oh, when so-and-so is looking for you to pray for them, and you made a promise to be their prayer partner, don't get in your flesh and say, well, I don't feel like it today. Let me move. Direct evidence. There's direct evidence. Direct evidence is the most powerful type of evidence. Amen, amen, amen. This evidence stands alone by itself. This evidence. It, the, the evidence, the, the direct, direct evidence is the evidence alone is the proof. So you don't need anything else for this type of evidence but the evidence. There's nothing to add to it. There's nothing to, to you know, to, to, to build around it, to construe it, to turn it around and make it look like something that it's not or to make it look more than what it is. It, the evidence alone is the proof. Jesus was the what? Direct evidence. Amen. Amen. He had already made it 40 days tempted and 40 nights tempted of the devil. And for Jesus, there was no turning back. Amen. 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 Direct evidence. Say direct evidence. Say I am. We are the direct evidence. You stand alone as the evidence yourself. And you're not alone because you have a witness. You're not alone because you have a witness. Being confident is one thing. Hey. And so Jesus was the direct evidence being tempted for today. And see, the enemy's so stupid and he's so ignorant that he has got Jesus in this dialogue here and an attempt and a conversation of discredit to discredit and disprove him. That he doesn't even realize that he's looking at all the evidence he needs to shut his mouth. And I'm going to tell the devil that this week, you're looking at everything you need to shut your mouth. 
You looking at everything you need to shut your mouth. I've endured your 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 fiery darts. I've endured your attempts to harass my faith. I've endured your 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 attempt to to cause me to go into depression and oppression. I've endured every circumstance against my finances. I've endured every circumstances against my mind. I've endured every circumstance against my family. I've endured every circumstance against my son. I've endured every circumstance against my daughter. I've endured the circumstances against my children. I've endured the circumstances on my job. I've endured the circumstances in my own conversation, in my own But we let him talk too much. While we're in the circumstance, we let him talk too much and dialogue too much. And we got to shut him up. And shut him down. You're the one packing, not him. You have a concealed and carry license in the Holy Ghost. Use it. Open your mouth and shut him up. Open your mouth and shut him up. Use this word and shut him up. First of all, you got to know what it says in order to do it. This is your weapon. It's the word. And when we look at this scripture, Jesus didn't get in his flesh and say the first thing that came to his mouth. He said, it is written. Man, what you want, dog? Come on, get out of my No, he said it's written. Yeah. Man shall not live by bread alone. Yes. Jesus, mm-hmm. shut him up. That's and get out of your flesh Glory and see what the word says so that you know what to say. That's, That's, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've had some people say, well, that didn't work. I prayed, but it didn't work. I prayed, but it didn't happen. I prayed, but it, I'm still waiting. What's God taking so long for? Because you're still talking in your flesh. Well, answer the question to that. And you don't have the witness backing you up. Because even though you did pray, and even though you did say a few scriptures, you did it in unbelief. Jesus didn't say it is written in unbelief. He believed in 100%. He couldn't go before Satan in doubt. He had to go before Satan in 100% covenant relationship and believe that the God that I'm talking about is real. Hallelujah. Help my unbelief. At least say that. Instead of complaining about how long God's taking to bless you. Because the more you complain about how long he's taking to bless you, the longer it's going to take. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Tell somebody, stop complaining. Stop calling me and complaining. I'm trying to believe God for my own stuff. And you calling me complaining, trying to weak my faith out. Trying to drown my faith out. Trying to make me weak and not strong. But where I'm at, I'm over here praising God. 
and you call me oh God he takes you too long to bless me oh no wait a minute over here we bless the Lord at all times and his praise is going to be in our mouth and for me in my house we're going to serve the Lord so if you're going to call me you just better get, a, get, get, get ready to get a little taste True. Amen. 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 Uh-uh. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's right. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Listen, I'm believing God. I'm over here struggling in my own self. Believing God for miracles. Signs and wonders. And you just got to tell some folks sometimes, hold on, let's try that call again. Call me back in two minutes. Let's try this again. Call me back in two minutes. They call you back and just put the phone down and just start praising and hollering and saying hallelujah. And thank you. Don't even say hello. Just set the phone down and let it be a praise. Amen. 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 Because folks will drop no, folks will try to drown you out. That's what the, that's what Satan was doing with Jesus. He was trying to drown him out and pull on his vulnerability. He was so vulnerable. He was such in a, I don't know about you, but when I get hungry, I get vulnerable. I might be a little edgy. I have a little attitude. I might want to sleep before I even do anything. Just let me sleep to ignore the hunger. Satan was attempting to pull on his vulnerability. Amen, amen, amen. And, 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 and Jesus said, not, no, not, not on my watch. Uh-uh. Not on my watch. No, you're not going to do it. And so that's what we have to do sometimes. And it's okay, saints. It's not being mean. It's not being rude. In love, you can tell somebody, not right now. Not right now. Not in this season. I'm sorry, I can't help you in this season. Oh, come on, let's not get quiet. Come on, I, I, I can't do it in this season. I'm not in the place to do that this season. I love you, but I'm not in the place to do that this season. I love you, but I can't go with you in, in that place this season. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. There is circumstantial evidence. So we have character evidence, direct evidence, and circumstantial evidence. It's my favorite one. So after you have been tried and passed and pleaded your case in the midst of your vulnerability. Yeah. See, and, 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 and don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Because that's a time for, for God to be glorified in your life. After your character has been tested and tried. And you pass that test. You plead your case. And after you tell that devil, I am the direct evidence. Mm -hmm. There's this circumstantial evidence. Mm -hmm. 
circumstantial evidence, mm -hmm. it requires a deduction of facts from other facts my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. that can be proven but not always considered strong. It requires a deduction of facts from facts. Get that right there. Something's got to be deducted from the facts. There's facts against facts. But somewhere along the line, I've got to deduct the facts. And which facts do I deduct? Because in order for me to prove my case, I want to present all the evidence. That's right. That's right. That's right. So that I can plead and prove what it is that I'm trying to prove. So I want to submit all the evidence that I can. I don't want to leave nothing out. I don't want to leave anything missing. I want to present all the evidence. Facts against facts. The fact is that Jesus was hungry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The fact is that he said that man shall not live by bread alone. Amen, amen. The fact is that Jesus was thirsty. Yes. But the other fact is that he who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Yeah. The fact is I don't have the money that I need to do what I need to do. But the fact is that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. The fact is that I feel a little weak in body and sick in my body. But the fact is that by his stripes I am already healed. The fact is that my mind is going rampant and my thoughts are going rampant because of what I'm going through. But the fact is that my Bible says that which is also in Christ Jesus. The fact is that I don't have many people on my side. I don't have many people wanting to stand up and be witnesses for me. But the fact is that the Holy Ghost is an advocate and a teacher and he will lead me and guide me into all truth. The fact is, yep, I sinned. Yep, I did it. Yep, I committed adultery. Yep, I committed fornication. Yep, I I'm 
Oh, 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 oh,